Welcome back to All Rights Reserved, your exclusive entertainment law and law school podcast with your hosts, Kayla and Suna. Today, we're super excited to have Haley and Samantha from Ladies Who Law School podcast as our next guests, and we really enjoyed our chat with them, and we hope that you enjoy it too. Thanks so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you on. Um, How are you guys? It's been almost a year since we spoke to you. Yeah, I know. I know. Now we're three L's. We're hanging in there. We're <laughs> that's, what, that's what we've always yeah. say to people. Yeah, getting nervous to take the bar soon, but yeah, hanging you know, in there. we're hanging in there. That's yeah. really the go to. That's, that's all you can do, really. Yeah. I think uh, we felt that way as well. But thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us today. I'm I'm pretty sure like a lot of our listeners probably listen to your podcast as well. So they know who you are. But in case we have any listeners who don't listen to Ladies Who Law School podcast, um, would you introduce yourselves? Give us a little bit of background of how you decided to do law school and what you're interested in. So my name is Samantha or Sam. You can call me for short. Um, I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, but I never really lived there. And then I did college at University of Georgia where I did political science. And basically I wanted to go to law school as long as I can remember, but I really didn't think it was something I could do until I got to college. And I was like, okay, I could, I need to do something about this. So um, yeah, I, I applied to law schools and then I ended up in Oklahoma. Very random, but my family does live here. So it's like, oh, I came back that's to family. Good. Yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> you said very random. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So hi, it's Haley. I went to, okay, let me back up. Whenever I was a young girl, and I saw Legally Blonde, I think I was like, okay, you know, I want to be empowered. I want to step in a courtroom and like boss people around. Like I right like on. That, right. <laughs> <laughs> but as you grow up and you're told as a young girl that you're argumentative, you're bossy, you talk too much. Sometimes you look for other paths. Mm-hmm. And I don't think being a lawyer was like the most sexy career in my eyes at the time. Um, I always wanted to be a news anchor and do something in communications. Um, So when I went to undergrad, I got a degree in public relations and I had some intentions to go to law school, maybe if it fit, but it didn't because I didn't really want to do it at the time. So, you know, fast forward, graduate, start to do some work. And I realized like, you know, the corporate environment and the idea of, having a bunch of bosses that, you know, (laughs) sometimes you're like, okay, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. No way. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, I think I'm going to do something else for myself. So started to look into different career paths, thought about getting an MBA, but ultimately I realized that I had a skill set to be a lawyer and I should act on that while I still had a chance and I was young and I saw people around me who might've regretted not acting on stuff in their career before. And I didn't want to learn the hard way. I always learned the hard way in my life. So I thought this is the time I'm just going to act on it, even though it's scary. And so I started studying for the LSAT and it was the hardest damn thing I had to do. Oh, I hated the LSAT so much. Right. The worst I standardized worse than testing. The bar. 
Really yeah, actually, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's worse than the bar. But I think uh, it was the first time that I really stretched my mind and challenged myself. And now looking back, I realize it's a stepping stone. It's a way, you know, if I would have known that I would feel these ways in law school, maybe I would have looked at it differently. Maybe I wouldn't have been so upset. I, I think that there's just a part of, you know, type A law students that want to be perfect. And it, it's really impossible to do that on the LSAT, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. impossible to do that in life. Who am I kidding? Yeah, right? Absolutely. So do the LSAT, uh, apply to some schools and I get into Oklahoma city and I get a scholarship and I never even Amazing. been to, to Oklahoma city. And I was like, okay, you know, let's take a chance on yourself. You know, you don't really have anything holding you back. I mean, I did live back in Dallas with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and there was a part of me that was like, this is going to change my life. You know, this is mm-hmm. different. This is uprooting what I know here. And this life that I'm starting to make here to go take a chance myself and fast forward into law school. And next thing, you know, I think there was times I know she saw it where I was like, what the hell did I do? (laughs) You know, I, and I, you know, people get you to do things and you think, well, I could have just stayed making this (laughs) back in Dallas to do the same thing. And it's been a lot of trials and tribulations, but I don't regret it because I finally took a chance and challenged myself. And now I can look back and think, hell yeah. I love that. I did that. That's yeah, inspiring. Crazy. I mean, I had a similar situation of going into law school. Like I didn't know I wanted to do law school, like yeah. since I was like two, like some people have. And yeah. like, I worked for a few years and it was a lot of trial and error. And like, it was scary. Um, but looking back, like one of my favorite sayings is that if you're not scared, you're not doing it right. It's like, you have to take those chances, especially when you have so much opportunity in your twenties, I think like that's really your time to figure it out. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm turning 30 next year, but, uh, I, I look back and I'm like, I'm really glad I made those mistakes or I'm really glad that I tried those things. I'm really glad I went to law school. I made that decision in a very informed way. Um, and you know, I'm happy where I am. So I feel like if you're trying to be fulfilled in your life, you have to take those chances. And I think that that's, yes. that's really great that you did that and yeah. look at where you are now. I know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. So, so Sam, did you actually go straight through from undergrad? Um, yes. Okay. So Fun. I'm pretty sure I'm like the youngest person in our law class, like right on the, like wow. literally <laughs> I was the youngest, a year younger than most people in my, you know, grades and in college generally. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I had to grow up really fast, yeah. you know, yeah. like all my friends are yeah. like, you know, 25, 26. And I'm like, I feel my mature. I mean, sometimes my friends are like, okay, we know that you're definitely <laughs> like way younger than us. The way you wow. Act at, you know, the bar, but, um, you know, yeah, it's, it had made me grow up really fast. Yeah, sure. I also respect people who can do undergrad and then law school right after because I don't think I could have done it at the time, like, because it's so intense and like undergrad is cool, but like law school is just a whole other universe. And like, you know, even if it made you grow up really fast, like I still really respect that you did that and you're here and you're doing it and like you're going to be a lawyer and that that's awesome. Right. Like right. we get to be yeah. lawyers at the end of the day. And I don't, I feel like any age any that you go period. to, yeah. you know, whether it's straight through or waiting, like yeah. 20 it's years. so worth it. Yeah. 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 It's an empowering moment. And I think 
like you said, I'll, I, I want to say it's funny because going straight through, I recognize in my peers that have are doing that, they are exhausted and yeah. mm. they are don't necessarily understand that there's a whole big world out there. And so it's like a beautiful experience to have conversations with each other and where you just really learn that there's, you're like, I always tell her like, you're so young. Like as soon as this is over, it's like, there's so much more out there. Like, I can't wait to like see you bloom and like, you're, you know, and she's like, what? Like, you know, (laughs) it's, it's hilarious to me because, you know, it wasn't like I was, like out there working for 10 years or anything, but you just (laughs) learn so much about yourself, just being out on your own, making your own paycheck, paying your own bills, Mm. uh, picking what you do with your own time, you know, getting involved or not getting involved, sitting at home or not sitting at home. And I think that in law school, it feels like there's one end game, one goal, and we all know it school. And what happens when that's over with? Mm. And yeah, I've never lived a life without being in school thus far. You're so. going to miss it. I miss well, it also, already. Just a fair warning though. Like I felt this after undergrad, the first year out of undergrad, like not being in school for the first time, you're, you might have an existential crisis. It's normal. Um, because there's this, under, there's like this thing, like this cultural thing where it's like, oh, you know, you're going to graduate, you're going to get that job and you're going to be super happy. And like, that's, that's mm-hmm. just going to be the way it is. That's not the way it is. Um, you might not like mm-hmm. your first job out of law school, or you might not like, um, the type of law that you're doing, or, um, it, it's the, the trial and error part. And I think that it, that instead of instilling like, oh, you're going to get that job and everything's going to be great. It should be, you're going to get a job you are going to learn things. You might like it and you might not like it, but you have the tools to change that if you don't like it. I think that that's how we should be thinking Mm -hmm. about that kind of stuff. Because like, I struggled a lot with that after undergrad, because I moved to LA um, to get into the music business. And I didn't know how to network. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know how it worked. I was like, oh, I'll just apply to this assistant position at Warner Records as if like not everyone else is applying um, (laughs) and it'll be fine. Um, So I struggled a lot with that. And I was much more anxious about the future at that time because like I didn't know a life beyond like I know what I'm going to be doing in my junior year of college or I know what I'm going to be doing during 2L. Um, it's okay. But like I said, if you're not scared, you're not doing it right. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my mantra at this point. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, but it's like, I, I just, I really wish more people talked about that and were more open about it because, you know, you graduate from school and there's so much more of life ahead of you and, and you can make what you want of it. And it's important to be aware of that and like fight for what you want. I'll get off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so true. (laughs) Well, I think that's a good segue into our next question. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what type of law you guys want to do and maybe, you know, your experiences in law school working in that type of law. Um, I know you guys are licensed legal interns. Is that correct? So why don't you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that? You go. Okay. So, yes. So um, I currently am really into civil litigation. Um, I'm doing a lot of like defense, Mm -hmm. uh, personal injury, med mal, uh, now some environmental law, which is cool. Um, So 
that's kind of like what I've been doing for the past six months or so. And I like the civil litigation aspect of it. Um, before that, I was doing criminal law. I did criminal law for, well, ever since my first summer mm-hmm. of law school. And I just, you know, not for me. I tried it. I realized <laughs> it wasn't for me and mm-hmm. I moved on. So yeah, that's my work extent of things. Yeah. But what do you want to do? Uh, well, I don't really know what I want to do. And that's do, fine. Do. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all I know is that I enjoy litigation. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like writing and researching and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't, I don't maybe have a niche yet, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't fine. feel like that's a big thing I'm worrying about right now. No. I also think that if you're on the civil litigation side, you will get exposed to so many different legal mm-hmm. issues that you'll be able to you know, specialize in what you enjoy and understand the most. Um, and it could, you know, be completely different from what you thought it was. But I think starting in litigation in that sense, especially if you like litigation, that you're fine. You're, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. Lots of complex issues. Litigation is not for me. So I respect mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I actually want to do employment law, which is nice. funny because I feel like I found out about employment law when we first recorded a year ago, Yeah, we were talking. Yeah. And I have just realize that it's like a perfect intersection to advocating for people in situations where they really need it as well as being able to do litigation and mm-hmm. advocate for a client like I said but also you know client relations and relationship building mm-hmm. is a huge part of it so um I worked at a plaintiff's employment law firm great in the spring of this past spring in the summer and for this is tea for the spring of 2022 I have an internship at the EEOC mm-hmm. so oh, I'm wow. super excited about nice. that because that's definitely just a step in the right direction yeah. um I don't necessarily know what I want to do right I'm taking an employment law class right now and I've realized I've only been exposed to, you know, Title Seven, mm-hmm. um, just things that can be litigated. Mm-hmm. There's so many other sides to it, and my teacher is very employer heavy, so it just makes me think of a whole another side yeah. of employment law. And you know, I think the end game. I would love to go in house somewhere. Mm-hmm. I hope to move back to the Dallas Fort Worth legal market. So, you know. I definitely want to do employment law. And I realize that that's a great market to do it in. And um, what that looks like, obviously, I don't really know. That's how I feel about employment law. It's honestly, you could do it in any type of sector. Like you could do employment law within entertainment, which is kind of my end goal at this point, because I totally agree with you. I think employment law is amazing Mm -hmm. and you can advocate for people. Um, I also did plaintiff. So I I totally get what you're saying. And I loved it. I'm so happy for you. I love that you love it. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. It's, it's definitely something that I enjoy. And I feel like there is potential to check off a lot of boxes of what I want in my career. So yeah, use your brain for good. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like too, I was really into criminal law. I know we both really, uh, clicked on that part you know and I realized that 
when criminal law is, is not sexy, <laughs> right? Like it is, yeah. it is very <laughs> not for the faint of heart. Um, I am an emotional girl and I can't even yeah. imagine like dealing with some of that stuff. It would just wear on me. I also realize you don't make a lot of money and there isn't a lot of opportunity, um, to really grow unless you want to be in an elected position. And I don't really know if that's what I want to do. So I just realized that employment law was a way to, you know, advocate for people yeah. while also, you know, being on the civil side of law. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I can't speak for the criminal law interest cause I didn't go into law school wanting to do that, but I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but like, for example, in my one L section, I didn't have many people who were interested in entertainment and everyone was like, I'm going to be a DA or I'm going to be a public defender. I'm going to do public interest. So it makes it feel like that's your only option. Did you feel that way in law school as well? Like when you started? I feel like there were definitely people who were set out on, you know, what they wanted to do. I mean, I even came into law school thinking, oh, maybe I want to be a DA, you know, like I had no idea what that even was other than like (laughs) a DA, you know, on TV. Yeah, on TV. Sounds Um, cool. Right. And I think that's just because (laughs) what most people are exposed to. But I also think when grades come out after the first semester, you kind of see like who's going to criminal law and who's (laughs) going to like summer associates. So I feel like especially in our legal market, yeah, in our legal market, especially um, there's a lot of criminal law opportunities for younger law students Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting your feet wet in the if you want to get an internship for sure, Mm -hmm. like criminal law is the way to go. Yeah, you don't have anything else. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it's just a great chance to get experience. Yeah. But I think also, too, a lot of people at our school, maybe like you said, new, but I think also society kind of pressures you as a law student or like a pre-law student to know what you're going to do. And I feel yeah. like yeah, it was just so quick and easy to say criminal law because that was something that you could like talk about. But in reality, like <laughs> I didn't know anything about civil law or what that was. Yeah, or you yeah. know, you know, you hear someone say, "I'm going to sue you," you don't even realize that that's like a whole different situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like so. Then you get into law school and you get exposed to all these different things, You're and you like, realize oh, like, there's oh, way more than what I watch on Law and Order. Yeah, and exactly. And I don't just have to work with the worst criminals in the whole world you know like you think like I just think criminal law would would also make me really jaded you know mm-hmm. I could feel it happening like I was like oh you know it's just, <laughs> you think everyone's like out to get you yes. and I just don't really know if I want to live the life like that I know <laughs> that way yeah sure. I mean they're seriously though for no, you seriously yeah though, like when I was working in criminal I guess I'll just give you guys a little tidbit <laughs> so I worked at a firm um it really was, it was a private solo, defense firm it was a solo practitioner really. yeah and um, he would leave me in the office by myself a lot and like to close up at the end of the day or like if he went to Vegas for a weekend or something mm-hmm. and, and and yeah that's fun so then, <laughs> yeah so then clients would like come and like pay their bills whatever and I'd be by myself in the office and there was times where like they there was this one particular time where this guy would was sitting like out in his car and like just would not leave and I was like trying to leave and I was like okay he came inside finally 
and he was like looking at the cameras and like looking at my purse through the thing like oh my and I was god. like I was like I swear to god if you try to steal my stuff we're me yeah right like this yeah. is not gonna fly like there are cameras <laughs> you know yeah, like see all that and so yeah. I I you know he didn't say a word to me he paid his bills or whatever he left and then he stood in the parking lot for another 30 minutes and I was just sitting there like do I go like but that's like I'm a woman I'm in like, and you didn't even feel in a comfortable enough situation to call and I didn't, like what do you do yeah I didn't want to call my boss no one really, rehearsed yeah. with you you know he doesn't really care it seemed like so it was oh, just oh that's so yeah that's so uncomfortable right you know, it's and scary so, yeah yeah it's just the safety aspect and we were talking to another lawyer and she's actually in LA I'm pretty sure um family law yeah and she said that one of her friends in criminal law like literally got shot by her client okay <laughs> yeah so not for me no and I just <laughs> I'm, think I'm that good <laughs> and and we wonder why like you know people say that like oh women they always do these certain types and it's like yeah because I hate to say this but I think it takes a special person to be able to handle that yeah, all the time and mm-hmm. command a room with a someone who's a like, freaking yeah. criminal I mean I'm not trying you know innocent until proven guilty and all that but it's just like it's just scary yeah I think it's just like it's a fine line between being you know scared and also like trying to push past the boundaries of what it is to yeah. be a woman you know I think like you kind of have to judge that and I think that that's something to we don't always talk about either mm-hmm. you know as women like we're always like oh we're so tough we're so this and that but in reality like sometimes we're scared you know, yeah. and it's just the world we live yeah. in. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's it. I'm really glad you touched on that because not to say that obviously you can't be a criminal lawyer as a woman and like power to you if that's what you mm-hmm. want to do, yeah. but like you have to have a thick skin and it takes a while to develop that. I feel like, and, um, practically that's an interesting risk. Like I hadn't actually thought of that before for some reason until you brought yeah. it up and like, I mean, I never had an interest in criminal law, but that would not make me interested in doing it. Even though like I have some friends who are super passionate about what they do. Like I have one friend in the public defender's office right now. And like, she came into law school, like knowing that that's what she was Mm going to do. And like, I respect her a lot because she did it. Like, that's what she's doing. She came to law school to do that and she did it. And she has a thick skin. Yeah, so and it's like it's not for the face of kind of person, you know, yeah. like you're gifted to be mm-hmm. able to do that yeah. because it's really totally. a public service. It literally. is, yeah, yeah, and and you know, everyone has their set of skills, and those skills are better suited for different areas. And yep. it's, um, I'm honestly, in my opinion, the more women in the legal field, the better, because especially yep. on the transactional side, we're still dealing with a lot of old white men running things. So that's what we heard. More, yep. <laughs> yeah, the the more the more we're in it, the better. Um, I mean, I'm on the music side, and like, there there are a lot of like up and coming young women attorneys, and it's really cool oh, to see that. Ones. And there's a network of that, especially in LA, and everyone's really open to supporting each other. And that's another reason why I think. Uh, Ladies Who Law School is such a great podcast and community Mm -hmm. because, you know, I think it's still a male dominated field. I don't remember the statistics necessarily, but I think that these kinds of podcasts and a reason that Kayla and I wanted to do an entertainment centric one is to just demystify the process for people and make it not such a mystery. Like what is law school? What is the LSAT? Like all Mm -hmm. that stuff and just like make it accessible to more women and just build a community of like badass lawyers. Like I'm down for that. (laughs) 
Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's the whole goal. I, that's the whole reason we started it. I mean, I remember when I was um, in undergrad and I was trying to figure out how to go to law school. Like I didn't have any lawyers in my family. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. have any friends who were going to law school. I had one friend who took the LSAT and then decided she didn't want to go. So like, I really had nobody. Yeah. Um, and everything that was out there was very negative, negative and like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a cutthroat career so deterring it's like your only option is big law like why would you go to it right exactly and then yeah the only thing you see is about the rankings and you're like oh god am I not good enough like should I even Mm -hmm. do this and you know it was Mm -hmm. just and I even noticed in the application process right that there was if you weren't privileged to have, you know, certain people in your life that could tell you how to go about this process or write a letter for you or write a letter for you or get an internship before, like, so you could see how the law practice is. It's not that accessible, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's also a very high financial barrier to entry too, which that's a whole other topic I could rant about, but I agree. Yeah. It's like, I always see on Either it's like social media or discussion boards or whatever. It's like, you know, you're not going to make any money or like you Mm -hmm. just shouldn't go because another lawyer. Yeah. It's like, but like, what if that's what you're meant to do? If, and if you want it enough, why not? And that's the thing. It's like, you know, we didn't go to a T14 school, but we're doing fine. And exactly, especially in like a field that we want to be in. And it's, I think that if you trust yourself enough to do it, then you can do it. But I, I really think that um, having a podcast about it is awesome. And you guys have such a great platform. And that actually leads us to our next question is just tell us about the birth of Ladies Who Law School. How did you guys meet? How did you guys kind of get into this subject and be like, we want to do a podcast? Okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit and say that part of the podcast too is helping, like you said, there's a lot of old white men doing this job. Okay. Uh If you look at the statistics, millennial women are in droves, graduating college more. We're methodical thinkers. We think through things. If I get on Facebook in the most popular Facebook group of law students and they all say how bad it sucks, why would I do it? Right. Yeah. So the reason that the podcast came to be, this is so hindsight though, right? When we started this, this was never like what we thought of, but was to make a place where we could talk about it Mm -hmm. and just really get shit off our chest and say, this is messed up. You know, we have this stuff going on also to help people not make the mistakes we made because we didn't have lawyers. We also didn't have each other. Uh, Applying to law school, taking the LSAT was super isolating for both of us. And mm-hmm. I think that when I got ready to go to law school, um, we got accepted. I got accepted around March, February. Yeah, me too. And we all got mm-hmm. put in a Facebook group. And I remember scrolling through and I was thinking, okay, I'm looking for people I can be friends with. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And I messaged a handful of girls. I'm a girl's girl. <laughs> and I messaged <laughs> a handful of girls and I said, hey, like, I was, and I also like, I didn't want to do that. And if you know me, I'm very like direct outgoing, all these things, but it was a friend at work. who was like, just do it. Like, just do it. You know? And, and even if you would like, you know, thinking back, it was like, okay. Yeah. Like all I needed was someone to have my back, you know, Love but it. I messaged these girls and Samantha was one of them. And we started Aww. following each other through the summer. And so then when orientation came, 
I saw, we were texting like, oh, you know, whatever. And I sat by her for the rest of orientation and some other girls that she made friends with and was, I mean, we basically never, we never stopped hanging yeah. out since. But yeah. Love that. That's, so, That's yeah, so cute. And like, I remember seeing her at orientation. I was like, oh my gosh, we're like meeting for the first yeah. time. <laughs> and then it was like, we were in separate, like yeah. never separated since. So. Yeah. And it, we definitely had our ups and downs, of course, you know, like any friends mm-hmm. would in law school, especially and as yeah. business partners. But it's been really great just to have someone to depend on Mm -hmm. and trust and go through this experience together. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the business side of the brand is something we never really anticipated. Mm -hmm. I know I always joke and laugh like if someone would have told me that someone would have been asking me about the podcast, like two years from now, I would have been like, you're crazy. Also, I wouldn't have believed you. I was like, there's no way we would do that. Like, I don't know. But now it has grown to be something that so many people see and they're impressed by. And it's funny because for us, it's so like rewarding in the mm-hmm, sense that yeah. we learned so much we do these topics based on things that we think about our target mm-hmm. audience is people like us, you know? And so it's really rewarding in that. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we're doing anything for anyone else. It feels like mm-hmm. almost in a selfish sense, like, Oh, we're, it's like therapy, That's you know? Awesome. And so, you know, people ask us like how we're able to do this with law school. And I tell them like, it's, Sometimes it's a burden. I think there's yeah. times where it's really weighed yeah. on us. It's yeah. hurt us. People yeah. say ugly things online, you Oof. know, yeah. and it's sad. And I think that, but also that brought us closer together. Yeah. It made yeah. us rethink about stuff in ourselves. And I think we've also grown to really just mature as adults. I think it's also crazy to like, look back and think when I was a one L yeah. it feels like just yesterday, you know, mm-hmm. but in reality it was not. And, you know, so many people go to law school and it's isolating, you know, Mm -hmm. and we think, and we've learned from people telling us that it's been a process for them to connect with someone. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's made it really rewarding too, because I know that's the the whole reason we started was because we felt isolated. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we wanted a community, like at the end, the end goal was always like a community, right? Yeah, um, and I guess, uh, I don't know, we did, probably didn't say how we exactly started. No, it. yeah, you say it. It was, so, it was really her idea. Love it. I'm a big podcast girl. Um, my okay. senior year of college, uh, every single day I was listening to podcasts as I was walking to campus when I was taking my dog on like two walks a day because he was really hyper. Like <laughs> I was listening to podcasts all the time. So I, of course there wasn't, there was like one law school podcast and it wasn't like law students that were doing it. So I was like, oh, of course. you know, like, I don't really, there's nothing out there. There's yeah. like a few YouTubers, but like, yeah, nothing, I was in nothing. the same boat. I've seen you know? those YouTubers. Um, yeah, I watched yeah. those videos during my like application process. Yes. You're like, and someone tell me what yeah, this and there's like is not like. many. There's like yeah. a handful. Now there's a ton. Oh, there's so know? much like law exactly. influencing is a whole thing now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we were talking and I was like, you know, what if there's like a podcast about like law school or something? And I was you like, first started showing me yeah, podcasts. Yeah. You first started getting me like hooked on podcasts. Yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> hard to do. Right. 
And then you're like, okay, you know, she brings up like slowly, such a amazing <laughs> thing now that I think about it. Slowly, like, oh, you know, there's not this market. And like, <laughs> oh, you you were really into marketing, right? Like, whoa, you know, and it's like <laughs> I had no idea. I'm just walking so right in there. Basically in I would say November, December, November, December right. of our first semester of 1L. After finals. we kind of like started thinking, like, okay, let's see mm-hmm. what our grades are. Like, if we don't fail out maybe we could do something because you know we don't want to fail out and then like be giving advice you know yeah and I was scared I mean yeah so I think you actually now that I think about it you brought it up to me before finals I remember going through finals and it was the most traumatic experience in my life (laughs) not really but you know what I mean especially that point in time and I thought to myself I'm I don't know Samantha like I don't know if we should be giving anybody advice like this just might not be a good idea you know like let's make sure we like get through this you know and then I remember sitting on it and thinking like you know what actually no like the grades don't define us like we made mm-hmm. it through that you know and more and more I thought about it and then I got my grades back and, and it was like, like heart-wrenching okay. yeah, yeah but I mean. we still were like <laughs> okay like but yeah we were but we thought A's. this is we got to talk about yeah, it but we were like okay but also like we can't let this also, we knew so many people on the same boat, right? Yeah, and we wanted yeah. to be there for people. Exactly. Like, I think it, the first episode was all about it's so vulnerable and raw, just like, well, guys, we didn't do as well as we thought we did, or that we would, you know. And now we're trying to get past that, and it's crazy because it's a whole different ball game. You're just, mm-hmm. yeah, you're. We then, you know, as episodes persist, we talk about the curve, and we even learn more about why. <laughs> This yeah. is so low-key messed up. Yeah. And how one person gets an A and like you could have one less point than that person nope. oh, and you're yeah. not getting an A. The curve and sucks. You try to wrap your mind around it. And it's and I just remember we were telling ourselves stuff that we needed to listen mm-hmm. to, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like yeah. grades don't define you. You're more than this. Keep mm-hmm. up the hard work. And I think also you can if like someone goes and listens from the beginning and listens all the way until now like we grow up you can see us grow up you can see us like from grades that are like you know we're pretty sad about to like (sighs) we're doing great we're learning how to do law school we're growing up Mm -hmm. we're getting internships like everything's working out like yeah we're figuring it out yeah so I think that just is nice for people to listen to too and just you know see that it's not easy uh, and like she said to truly a business as a law student and especially when it's social media based mm-hmm. people are really mean sometimes you know oh, yeah. and we we um, never thought we were going to be influencers like that was not the intention <laughs> no yeah. and and I like, don't I think we really signed up for that no first. we were like this we could just be anonymous but then it was like it was a, such a line of like figuring out where we were with that yeah. and like how much you put out there and how much people want from you. I think I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to like know who wins it's too much, you know, you draw the line somewhere. People don't know how have to know everything about you. And uh, you know, then also saying stuff and people using that against you. I don't know. It's just a yeah. lot of different things that we yeah. did not anticipate. Yeah, this is you're supposed to be like a diary. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I think, I mean, honestly, I feel that way about recording all rights reserved. Sometimes I'm like, I say this. But like, what if I do something or it doesn't go the right way? And then like, it's like, what if I have people calling me out for it? And then I just yeah. have to be like, dude, I'm human. It's fine. I get nervous. I know, that, it's like, yeah. yeah. I get nervous that an employer is going to like, yeah. <laughs> or find it or something like, yeah, uh, See, you have to be really careful. See, we don't even at this point, 
it's like every single person that talks to us immediately wants to know about like employers mostly Mm -hmm. they want to know about the podcast and I don't think there's any hiding at this point I tried to okay And, and this is the reason there's no hiding okay so Oklahoma is a small legal market. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. And we recorded, not recorded, we had an interview with uh, a reporter. And she's actually one of our law school professor's wives. And she oh. wrote an article for the OCU alumni magazine. And she, like I said, recorded, she interviewed with us. What feels like so long ago. I didn't remember. I didn't even remember that. Okay. And needless to say, all of a sudden it it gets published in August Mm -hmm. and it gets mailed to all the alumni with our face in it, our name. And I'm telling you, and it was like a PR thing, you know, like everybody was asking us, oh, are you the girl? You know, I just like, I went to different events and people like said things, you know, you have to preface that you're this some person because you want to you know, just have that out on the table. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually they're going to find out. Like you're saying also, employers, like you just got to get it out there yeah, because they got to know who you are. Or a lot of times they already know and they're just waiting for, for you, you to bring say it up. Uh, and then it gets yeah. awkward when they're like, oh, I already know. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're like, what do you, geez. you know, and opinions, yeah. right? Like I'm a people pleaser. I already said that. Like, I went like, oh, so what do you think about? It? And then, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So it's not a good thing to ask that. So <laughs> just learn really quickly. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to say like uh, media training, you know, that's mm-hmm. something I learned in PR was something, you know, you, you got to learn what to say and how to say it. And it's funny because I was talking with my therapist and I was telling her about a girl who brought it up to me and how awkward I was and how I tried to avoid it and run away from it. And she literally looked at me and she goes, you're going to have to get over that. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, oh I didn't God. sign up for this. This wasn't our intention. Yeah. I just say that so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, and, um, but it's huge and it's, it's becoming bigger. And when I say it's huge, it's, it's a huge opportunity for us. Um, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if you guys are going to ask, but I'm sure that you will. What are you going to do after law school mm-hmm. the podcast, you know, and my intentions for this, <laughs> as long as she's in there with me are oh, yeah. huge, you know, and I mm-hmm. want to do some big things. And we talked about earlier about the legal market and how it's a bunch full of people maybe that aren't like us. And, you know, we come from a world where we're both very privileged Mm -hmm. and we still felt that there was, we didn't have every opportunity, you know, and how do we allow other people like us to continue to grow and blossom? And, you know, it's all, like you said, networking and building this community. And it's just all about revolving around, or, you know, learning to pivot the brand. Yeah. And also, you know, Along with that, it's resetting the mindset of like law school in general and like the negativity behind it. Like we really Mm -hmm. want the legal field to change into this more, you know, mom friendly, yeah, like um, family friendly, like don't work people to death, like all that kind of stuff. (laughs) The golden handcuffs, (laughs) you know, you don't have to go to big law. What actually, you know, it's just everything, everything. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, just like you said, and the statistics prove it. Women are graduating law school at 50%. Okay. But the sad part is we lose so many because they quit practicing. Mm, and why yeah. is that? I, I, I think we can all sit here and know why. 
there's a lot of different reasons, right? It, society doesn't really allow for it. You can't be this typical picturesque mom. No, oh, yeah. you're a lawyer. That's what the, that's the myth. And honestly, I, I, I think about that all the time. Like yep. just because there, there is that societal expectation of, you know, you either have to choose between your career or being a mother, but you can't do both for some reason. And I, I'm vehemently against that idea. I think that it's doable, but you also have to like, you know, have a support system and it's just more women need to be in the field to, to normalize things. And yeah, like, exactly. It's just, the expectations are really frustrating. I think for sure. Like, I totally agree with that. And how do we change it? Right. Yeah. And it's about us. Okay. We are the beginning. I hate to say it. Right. You know, we're, we're fighting right now. And we also don't talk a lot of politics on the podcast, but we're fighting right now for paid family leave. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's just remember that the, where we are as a society. Yeah. Okay. And we are going to continue to grow on and grow up and mm-hmm. have a family, hopefully. And what does that look like? You know, and yeah. what, how do we treat our employees? Are we starting law firms? Are we leaving the law? Are we, you know, keep pushing forward ladies. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. And I think yeah. that building this community, I have chill bumps is like the whole goal Yeah, and to like uplift and empower people. And you know, we are all very type A and we are planners <laughs> and you're looking at two of the craziest planners and researchers ever, because that's just, we love to learn mm-hmm. about things. And being a working mom is like our, I would say after we pass the bar would be my next goal. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to just take everybody on the journey and let's do mm-hmm. this. It takes a village, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And the more people that we can spread that message and get people to see it this way and you know eventually right all these people are going to be in firms they're going to be the people running things so making the decisions they can be yeah Yeah. making the decisions and you know it's slow change and we figured that Mm -hmm. the legal field is eventually going to change it starts with us yeah yeah Yeah. I totally agree I love that and also just having an open dialogue about this kind of stuff I think is really important um because like I for one I also like researching and learning things um And that's why, like, I, because I remember when I was applying to law school, I was trying to find anything that I could that was about the practical side of being a law student. Like, I thought, based on what I had seen at that point, they're like, oh, like, you're in law school and you can't do anything else. Like, you can't have a life. Are you kidding? Like, there were a few vloggers on YouTube at the time. My favorite was Lipsticks and Lattes. Um, And, like, I remember watching her videos and I was like her 1L videos. And I was like, okay, like she's studying, but she does other things outside of school. So that's doable. Um, but I think it's nice to have more of a presence like that with this podcast, with our podcast, with like other podcasts that I'm sure are also, you know, getting started or, or that are already out there. Um, it's just getting rid of the question marks and the assumptions yeah. and, and, being open about it doesn't have to be one way, I think is very valuable. And that's why um, this has also just been a great conversation because we're all yeah. on the same page. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And also Lipsticks and Lattes just announced that she's pregnant. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I thought, she oh. away. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a rainbow baby. So I'm really excited for her. I know yeah. that she talks about wanting to be a mom and she's a working mom. She's going to be one. And you guys should interview her on your podcast. I know. Yeah. And follow her journey and her vlogging experience. Yeah. Cause she's like exactly yeah, what we said. The next goal. It's like right? when we had Cameron Monet on, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, like I, I remember when you were in law school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That's and it's amazing. cool because they're, they're like, uh, it, and I love getting to inter- you guys, you're one year older, but it's like older sisters, you know, yeah. Hey, like I'm going through this and it's the networking. Yeah. It's the, it yeah. builds a, a group of people that you can rely on. And I think that that's all that really matters. Yeah, totally. So like getting started with your podcast, what was the, or what were the logistics like? Like you had to obviously learn how to record, how to edit, how to upload. And then as you started growing, like, I mean, you guys do merch drops and stuff. Like how was that while you were also, you know, 1L, 2L, like arguably the busiest years of law schools, the 3L, like honestly, 3L wasn't that bad for us. Um, We, (laughs) we had a lot of free time on our hands. Um, but how is that for you guys as you started to like, you know, get your sea legs with law school, but then also you're doing this like podcast stuff that's becoming incredibly successful on the side. I think we were learning as we went, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were constantly just looking up everything that we needed to look up to get things done. Um, we would just set like to-do lists or like, okay, this is what we need to figure out today and like take Mm -hmm. a few hours a week and just figure it out. And, you know, yes, sometimes we're really tired and we have a lot to do, but we also know that the podcast, like it it helps so many people. Mm -hmm. And like, we get messages literally every day that are like, oh my gosh, you inspired me to go to law school. I'm like, okay, like if we can do that, like, yeah, we have to do this, you know, like it's a job at this point. Like we feel like it, it is our side hustle slash full time. I mean, it's really all time, all the time, like we're doing stuff, but, um, I think, uh, yeah, we just had to use her marketing skills and stuff like that. Cause I'm not really like the person who can email people and like get them to come on. Like she's that girl, you know, I was more of the logistics part, I would say. Yeah. I think just thinking that stuff through and like the logistics behind, I mean, we didn't always interview people and that was just like an evolving thing like once it felt like it might be getting stale or we were running out of ideas we would try to brainstorm into Mm -hmm. the next evolution of what we were going to do and you know that's when we started with interviews and then we realized Mm -hmm. people love that Mm -hmm. and then it was like realizing and going back after episodes air and seeing like well what kind of episodes do people like and um you know I think it's just a lot of business things that I learned in undergrad, you realize like, oh, this is applicable to this mm-hmm. or, oh, this is applicable to this. And right. you just kind of do it. Like she said, you just Google it. And I think if, like you said, you're a researcher, you were probably not scared to just Google something and like just deep yeah. dive on Reddit. That's <laughs> is sometimes what happens. But I think also just like watching videos and Googling like the best mics and, you know, we're texting constantly and talking about, you know, Hey, this mic, you know, you can hear everything and then trial by error, you know, a lot of times (laughs) editing and, um, also like things deleting or just disappearing and computers breaking. And like, you just learn over time, like we can do this, dude. Yeah. Like, I think there's so many times I know you probably look at me and you think, Oh my God, is she going to cry or yell? And I think I'm just trying to hold it together (laughs) because I'm just like, what do we do? Think it through, think it through, you know? And it keeps us on our toes, you know, Mm -hmm. I love that. Right. But also I think, um, the logistics side of it also, we get asked all the time, like, Oh, how do you start it? It's really, I mean, you know, if you have a Mac and you can figure out garage band, then you can do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we're like, Oh, we, we went through our first, you know, we're in law school. We can figure this out. You know, it's like, (laughs) 
but I think also now mm-hmm. realizing that there are parts of this that we just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. still like to this day, you know, yes, we have merge and all that, but like, we're always looking to revamp mm-hmm. and like, yeah, we're at the basic business level right mm-hmm. now that we can handle, but like, we want it to be the next level. And, but that takes time and like education that we need mm-hmm. to learn. And we right, have well, other priorities right now. We have other priorities. So I think, oh, yeah. especially I think our vision for after the bar, basically mm-hmm. that's when we get to, I'm most excited. Yeah. I think that's going to be like, we have big plans and um, it's not, we're not going anywhere. I can yeah. tell you that. I love it. Oh my God. I mean, I know we're looking forward to seeing uh, what this evolves into next, but what is next? So you guys are in 3L right now and how's it going? How's everything? How are you feeling? (laughs) I think the number one stressor is probably, you know, jobs Mm -hmm. um, for post-grad. I think that's at least been on the forefront of my mind. Um, I have an internship right now, but I don't know, like, it, they're, they're not, it's not like a formal thing where they mm-hmm. give people offers at a certain right. time. So I'm kind right. of like, I don't know if I'm going to be at this firm. It's a great firm, but should I start looking for other things? Should, do I want to move from Oklahoma? I'm taking the UBE. I can technically go any to any UBE state. Oh, that's great. That's true. You know, so um, there's a lot of options and I'm really just trying to not pinpoint myself in one place. Um my boyfriend and I were basically coming up with like five cities that we'd be interested in mm-hmm. living in. And we're just going to, you know, apply to jobs and see what happens. Yeah, so we'll, I don't know. We'll just see. It's nice that yeah. you have the flexibility of the UBE for mm-hmm. sure. Cause I mean, yeah. California doesn't have equivalency <laughs> with anywhere else. No. So we're just kind of stuck here at this point, but yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. That was the plan, but that's yeah. nice. It's and nice that's that you why- have those options. <laughs> And I think it's good for you guys, like, or anyone else out there who's like, oh, I want to go to law school. And if you want to do entertainment, you want to be in a certain area, it's important to think about the bar that you have to take, you know, and like how that's going to work for you. And can you work in a certain state with a different, you know, bar Mm -hmm. or, you know, apply your score and all those things. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm going to, I plan on taking the UVE as well. Uh, I plan on applying my score to both Oklahoma and Texas. Mm And being double licensed, I think that that's nice. just a marketable characteristic for oh, absolutely. someone, yeah, working in uh, the area of Texas that I wouldn't work in. And I think that, you know, I've heard from a lot of people that they say like, oh, well, why is you at Oklahoma for law school? And, you know, when you move back to Texas, they ask you that. And, you know, I just want to be able to have that conversation and just have something to show for it, you know? Um, but yeah, I really don't know what it's going to be. Like Samantha said, jobs are on the forefront of both of our minds. Really. I've just been networking a lot, uh, this semester meeting different people in the Dallas Fort Worth area in employment law and in different areas, different firms, you know, just trying to get their insight on like what I should do and how I should yeah. approach the market and what that looks like. So, you know, to be determined. Like I said, I'm going to have that internship next semester, which, you know, basically the end game is just like how to make myself the most attractive to an employer in the area of law. I want to do in an area where they might not know a lot about my law school Mm -hmm. because it has a ton of law school. So it's like, I'm competing with all of them too. And, um, and good law schools in the area of Texas that I want to live. So, you know, we got to make sure that we have the same. Exactly. So got to set myself apart. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, how do I do that? And 
after lots of research and mm-hmm. lots of talking with people, I've learned that you have skills that are marketable and that is what you need to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. And to, I think, you know, we were talking about being a woman, being a mom and firms like to know that you're not just going to pick up and leave. You know, that you have something invested in the firm. You want your kids to grow up with the firm. You want to have a a life with this firm. You know, I know that sounds crazy, but in the idea that they take care of you and you take care of them, Yeah, you know, that because some firms and they're, they're moving in the right direction of letting people work from home and, uh, you know, time off and things like that. And, you know, it's like, okay, I'll do really good work for you. If you take care of me and my family, you know? And I think that that is something that's marketable because there's so many people from big law firm, I mean, big law schools, T14s that come to Dallas and they say, mm. oh, I'm here. And then they just pay their student loans off and they leave, you oh, know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that and happens. so yeah. you have to keep your, you know, you're like, I know that this happens. I'm not like that. You should want mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. And she's like, that's do a- it. That's a good point. And it's yeah. also, I mean, I'm sure it also comes across like when you also have a demonstrated interest in that practice area and you're committed and you're not going yep. anywhere, like they yeah. can invest in you. Yeah. We already absolutely. know that you're, yeah. when you get hired for a job, they are taking money out of their pocket and mm-hmm. putting it in yours. So why do they want to keep doing that? And we all know no employer wants to invest time and money in you and then you leave. Yeah. Well, I also think like now with COVID and everything, you know, places are starting to be a little bit more flexible in terms Mm -hmm. of letting people work from home. So even though I'm not at a law firm, I'm at, you know, in-house at a production company, you know, to, to women that work there, they recently had babies and they're working from home full time. So I like the flexibility. Um, Like that is something that I would want to have in the future, you know, if I end up at a firm or wherever. But I think that that's really important because if you can allow that flexibility of allowing someone to work from home and be with their baby, I mean, I think times are changing really. I think with COVID it's changing. Yeah. It proved that you can do this, even if you didn't want to all those other times before. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, going back on like, especially letting a mom work from home in the first year of life, there's so much change in your kid. And I think it's really important for you to like see that. And I think it helps with Mm -hmm. postpartum. And I think ultimately you're a better worker when you do that. So like, this doesn't seem like rocket science to me, but I think it's all just about asking for it. You know, men do not have to ask for that. Yeah. You have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. I think it's just opening that conversation up and I'm like you said, I'm really glad we talked about it. Yeah. Also moms are superheroes. So like anyone who doesn't like trust the abilities of a mom can just like go take a walk. (laughs) That one, that one one woman had a baby and passed the bar. She was like, Oh yeah. She was like in labor. Yeah. (laughs) Don't underestimate others, man. Don't underestimate them. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah, It's, (laughs) Oh, sexism. Don't, don't we just love it? But <laughs> right. I th- <laughs> but it, it's cool to like be able to have conversations and connect with all these like, you know, up and coming women in law and yeah. to have, you know, shared goals and to know that like, you know, we can advocate for ourselves and, and make, get it done and like have change happen. So it's, it's exciting in that sense. Like I look forward to seeing how everything adapts in the coming years because the pandemic was a massive disruptor for sure huge
If it feels like our conversation ended abruptly, you are correct. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties and Zoom decided not to record the last 15 minutes or so of our conversation. However, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed talking to Haley and Samantha. They're really doing great things and we can't wait to see what they do next. In the meantime, stay tuned for our next episode and we will see you then.